so far tonight? Some of you haven't heard Pastor Wayne yet. In your first time to hear him, I'll tell you what, the things that he imparts are so real and so true and so life-changing. God has truly blessed and anointed this man with, with the knowledge of the message of the cross. And that's what we endeavor to do here is to bring out the knowledge of the message of the cross. Amen? Praise the Lord. Why don't you give Brother Lynn Paxton and his lovely wife. Stand up, Angie. She's such a wonderful woman. Give, her, give them a wonderful life. By the way, there's still a couple of flowers left here. If you weren't if you weren't here this morning and you didn't get a flower for your mother, take one. But if you were here this morning, don't take one. This is for those who weren't here this morning. First thing, the rest of them out front. Oh, thank you. Jim and Pastor Rod, is he right here? Yeah, he's right here. We're all three May 9 babies. Yeah, boy. The words in those cards goes right along with everything that's happened. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. I'd like to take a second to just briefly recap the camp meeting from my perspective. No, well, something's not right with me. Well, I told you I was going to talk tonight about why you need the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm going to do that real briefly, okay? Because you do. All right, now let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> it's speaking in tongues for the church today. Yes, it is. Let's move on. Moving right along. I was standing on the Gettysburg battlefield at the Cove of Trees, which represents the high water mark. It's as far north as the Confederates ever advanced. This was Thursday. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I didn't know why until I got to the end of this camp meeting. Actually, this morning, I knew why. And I stood there, and I looked at the cope of trees, and I, my mind went back 150 years ago to the bravery to the dedication, to the blood that was shed, to get to that point. But you know what they did? They built a monument there. And that monument says, this is as far as I got. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, don't, you don't ever have to settle for that right. as a Christian. No high watermarks. No monuments built to the people that got saved last week. We've got a world out there right now that needs to get saved tonight. And we've got a job to do as a church today. And the Holy Spirit began to pour that into me. And I got here the first night. Again, this is from my perspective. We, we realize that we are an end times church with an end times message. Yes, we are. Amen. We are a message that we have a message that will penetrate the end time darkness yes. and bring captivity out. Yes. It's called the message of the cross. Yes. Because we realize and understand that the only thing that can set you free, I don't care what your problem is, I don't care what you're dealing with, the only thing that can set you free is the blood of Jesus Christ and the power that's in that blood. And that's, the, that's what the end-time generation needs to hear. We've got enough Amway salesmen on television. We've got enough money market Ponzi schemes and strategies being perpetrated as the gospel. We need somebody that has the power of the Holy Spirit to set people free. 
Jeff is at the cutting edge of that. I don't back up from saying that I'm not building this man up. I feel it. I've seen it in my spirit. The same vision that I have for my town, I believe this brother has for his town. And God has people in every town. Some of them don't know it yet. That's right. Some of them, your job and my job, is going to be to make them realize what God has called them to do. And that's how disciples of Christ multiply. Amen. We were not called to learn good addition. That's right. We were called to be a multiplying people. That's right. And more so in the end time. That's right. And then Pastor Jim in that wonderful seminar Saturday morning, hit on the fact that every believer needs Holy Ghost power. Without that power, and without that power, you might as well go on a Sunday school picnic and invite people to come and have a piece of chicken. That's right. That's right. We're an end times generation with an end times message. We need to be full of the Holy Ghost. We need to be able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We need to be able to see drunkards made sober. Prostitutes made pure and harlots made holy. Hallelujah. I still haven't lost that vision. When I first got saved, I used to hear Jimmy Swagger. And he would always preach, come to the cross of Jesus Christ and it'll make the drunkards holy. It'll make them sober. It'll make the prostitutes pure and the harlots holy. I still believe in that vision. I don't believe in this Christianity where you come to Jesus an old uh, sinner and you leave that baptismal pool a wet sinner. I don't believe in that. I believe in a changed heart and a changed life. And in the last days, we're going to have we're going to have to be able to count on the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll say this. All of you know this. This is the, the stuff I try to stay away from because everybody knows it and everybody's heard it so much. We need repetition. But you guys have two of the greatest ones right here for that repetition. And I think that's why God led me away from this direction for this particular time. But we understand the process. You put your faith in what Jesus did for you at the cross. That's right. That guarantees you an uninterrupted flow of grace yes. from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes and He meets every need. Yes. And He undergirds your every thought and That's every right. action oh, until He conforms you into the image of Christ. That's right. That's, that's the process in a nutshell. Yes. And we also understand that in that process there are times when we fall flat of our face. Yes. And there's times when no matter how hard we try to focus our faith on the cross of Jesus Christ, we're still for a moment in the valley. Yeah. We're still for a moment trying to reach up to touch bottom. Yeah. And it's in those times that a supernatural unction of the Holy Ghost yes. comes. That's right. And yeah. carries you through the day. Yes. Carries you through the dark valley. Yeah. Brings you out on a Sunday evening when it's hot outside. Yeah. And brings you into a little Pentecostal church where Jesus Christ is being lifted up. I'll tell you what my message is tonight. It's not Lynn Paxton or Jim Thomas or Traverse City, Michigan or Fayetteville, Pennsylvania. It is the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of His blood. I'll tell you what, when we were singing those songs, I, that thought really came to my mind. Some of these people had never committed no sin. Because when I hear that song, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. I remember when I was under the bridge. I remember when I was snorting. I remember when the beer was being guzzled. And I know who set me free. It was Jesus. It was Jesus. 
Jesus came and he ministered to me. Glory to God, he set me free. You see, you might not understand it, but I've got a story to tell. Well, it is, well, what jokes? Whatever your story is, and it's in the past, let me give you a little help. What's the past called? Anybody? History. It's his story, baby. Don't bother me about it. He worked in my life. He brought me through this. Yesterday is his story. And he's going to tell it, not the devil. When those old long tongue gossiping raise their ugly head and try to condemn you for your past, just tell them that's his story, baby. That's his story. He's telling this one. The devil's not going to get the final say in this episode of my life. Romans 8, 1 and 2 yet. There is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You don't need to apologize to a man. That's right. No, sir. Hold your head up high uh -huh. and carry this banner That's right. in this last days. And I'm going to say it again. We used to preach this a lot. And we quit preaching it because I think we got fearful. And please understand, I'm not trying to build up a man. But God help you if you don't get in this place and build up this church and this man of God with your support, with your love, with your faith. Pray for him. You don't know what it's like. Some of you don't know what it's like to lay on your face at 2 o'clock in the morning and see souls dropping off into hell. Keep your tongue in your mouth unless it's in prayer for the men and women of The ark of God was taken. The Philistines took it to Kerath Jerem, I believe it was. And David went down to get the ark. Second Samuel chapter 6. You'll read the story. You'll read the story. When David went down to get the ark because he heard the people down there getting blessed. Because the ark represents the presence of God. The ark represents the manifested presence of God. For us today, we understand that presence flows through the blood of Jesus. For us today, translated a little more, means where the cross is being preached. Where Jesus is being lifted up. The people are being blessed. David, I mean, good God Almighty. Jesus. Uzzah reached out and touched that ark improperly. Yeah. And what was the result? Death. 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 We're going to look at, at another verse in a minute. I'm going to get, hopefully get to this one. When you touch the things of God, when you try to approach the throne of God, when you try to approach justification by faith in an improper way, yeah. When you're looking at justification as by the things that you do, yeah. 
by who you are. After all, I help I help remodel this church. Yeah. I help I put money in that offering plate. Yeah. They ought to take they ought to take my opinion first. <laughs> and sometimes people appoint themselves yeah, right. to inspect yeah. everybody that walks through the door. Just examining them in minute detail yeah. to see if they can find something wrong with them. Yeah, that's right. That is Uzzah reaching out his hand and putting his hand on only that which the Holy Ghost has the right to do. And it brings instant death. Listen, God has not appointed you to be a watch dog. A watch dog fights. A watch man warns. Man will get in line with what the Holy Spirit is flowing down through the ministry gifts. See, I gotta be careful how I say it, but God's not gonna just automatically speak to whoever, and they're gonna have the wherewithal to do that right then. God may speak to them, but God has still set in the body apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. And that is the way that God speaks and flows down through His church. Now, I'm not saying God can't speak to you. He can. But He doesn't often equip you right then and there where you know all about it and you're able to go do it. You need to get under that ministry anointing. To touch the ark in any improper way, whether it's by law, by works, by stepping out of order, by marching out of rank, is to bring death. But David went down and got the ark. Yes, he did. And in verse in chapter 6, verse 12, 2 Samuel says this, It was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom yes. and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. Yes. You want your house to be blessed. You want your marriage to be blessed. Yes. You want your children to be blessed. You want your wallet to be blessed. You want your body to be blessed. Yes, right. It's because of the presence of God. Amen. So David went and brought up the ark of God out of the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. With gladness. How are we going to walk in this manifested presence of God? With gladness. It's not a drudgery to be a Christian. Oh, i got to go to church again this week. i got to go to church again today. Oh, it's Sunday night and I don't really feel like going, but i got to go. We're serve, we serve the Lord with gladness, with joy in our hearts. But here's the verse I want to get to. <clears throat> and this is how I want to leave this camp meeting and the dear friends that I've met and made along the way. Let me tell you something. You're all very special to me. Because when you come when you come along the path and you meet good people. Yes. And don't forget it. That's right. Here's what it says. And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, they sacrificed oxen and fatness. To me, it means it represents this. Six is the number of man. They walk all they could go on their own. 
They offered that sacrifice. Yeah. That's Calvary. Yeah. That's the seventh step. That's right. The seventh step. The seventh step. When you take that seventh step, hallelujah. You bless me. You bless me, Mother of Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, they t when you take that seventh step, that step that you've left self behind, you're not dealing with self now. You're not trying to save yourself. You're not trying to sanctify yourself. You're not trying to build your Sunday school class yourself. You're not trying to build the church yourself. But you're trusting totally in the sacrifice. That step is God. And that's when you go to the next level. And endeavoring to get to a new level in God, there's an old saying in the church of God, I'm sure this brother knows it, new, new, new levels, new levels. You've heard that. And it is the truth. I've sensed, I've sensed the battles this last week. You, believe it or not, sometimes I can sit in the hotel room and the Lord just breaks my heart and I know that some it's got something to do with somebody that's here. Amen. Struggles of, of the people around me. Yes. You know, I'm not, I, at the moment, I don't, I'm not struggling, really. There's some problems, but that's not a struggle. But it's, it's yours I've entered into. Yes. And I'm here, I dropped by to tell you tonight. Because, yes. you know, my wife had dragged me off Gettysburg Battlefield kicking and screaming. Just to eat <laughs> By job, I tell you tonight, your next level is just ahead. That's right. Your next level is when you come to the end of yourself. And your trust is completely in Christ and you're crucified. God's going to lift you up. Thank you. But now listen, 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 listen. David danced before the Lord with all his might. And there's only one problem with that. His wife. Uh -oh. Said he was being vulgar. Oh, Don't you think you're going to have a move of God no. without that world yes. causing you some problems? Right. How do you want better than that? Don't think you're going to have a major move of God without somebody in the church right. thinking yeah. you've lost your mind. That's right. Calling you vulgar. Look at him dancing. Look at him dancing before the Lord and, and making a fool of himself. Making a mockery of himself. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, that's not faith. That's not pleasing to the heart of God. God gave David instructions. God gave David the vision. David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. And I believe myself, I don't have any scripture for this. I'm telling, I'm honestly telling you that ahead of time. But look what it says. Shouting and the sound of the trumpet. What does that sound like to you? The manifested presence of Jesus. There is an end time church. It's a reality. This is real. This stuff is real, folks. And God is concerned about your heart and your life. And He's showing you in His Word the way to line yourself up to make everything that heaven has for you a reality in your life. God didn't write one thing in this book and promise it to you, and then now He pulls it back. No, he doesn't no. Do that. God doesn't act that way. No, no, sir. 
right. You can walk in it. You can walk in every bit of the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. I would be remiss, though, if I didn't let you have a quick glimpse, the ex-evangelist that I am, of what happens if you decide to go the other way. Yeah. So we'll turn in our Bibles real quickly to Genesis chapter 4. Yeah. And I understand that under the blood, under the blood, there is no such thing as a Christian under a curse. That's so right. under, take what I'm going to say when I talk to you here a moment about the curse of Cain and understand how it might apply to us spiritually. Even though we are under the blood, we're not under a curse, but these same effects can happen to God's people. Let's look at what it says. Genesis 4.13, Cain said to the Lord. Now this is a guy who offered unto God the fruit of his own hands. Yeah. He didn't build, he didn't go to an altar, he didn't take the blood sacrifice, he offered the fruit of his own hands to God, and he said, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Yeah, right. He was totally unaccepted by God. God totally turned him away. Now let me ask you this. Is it really worth it to you to live a life of heartache and sorrow? Yes. Having pain upon pain and rejection upon rejection. Yes. And then get it from God too? Mm. Wow. Is that, is that really what you want? No. See, we're rejected and we're hurt on a daily basis as we travel through this life. We're ridiculed. We're made fun of. Don't lose out with God too. No. And that's what happened to Cain. Yeah. And I, I know he felt like a dog. So my punishment is greater than I can bear. Yeah, Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth. Oh. Now, you don't notice something that wasn't really true. Yeah. God didn't take him off the face of the earth. This guy was feeling like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to crawl under the plates of the earth and hide. And from thy face shall I be hid. In works, in self-merit, in self-effort, in self-anointing, in self-lifting up, exalting of yourself, you are hid from the face of God. He is not smiling at that. He is not looking at that with joy and gladness. Then he says, so, so we'll call that an unproductive life. As a Christian, see the world under the curse of Cain can have the curse of an unproductive life. But as a Christian, you can also have an unproductive life. By, by trusting in law and works. And by trusting in self and exalting self above the ways of God. Secondly, it says, I shall be a fugitive and then a vagabond in the earth. A fugitive, always looking over your shoulder. I wonder if pastor's going to find out what I said about it. I wonder if the church is going to find out. I wonder if brother so-and-so is going to... That's a curse, folks. You've got no business entering into a curse. You're under the blood. And then finally, a vagabond. I don't need to explain that to you. Where are you going to church this week? Well, I just haven't found what I'm looking for yet. I'm just hopping, hopping, hopping around like a little bunny rabbit going from church to church to church. That's a curse, folks. That's right. 
Do you realize that the Bible says that God sets the solitary in families? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. So you can live yes. as a Christian having the same problems that this guy in the world has. Yeah. You're not under a curse. You're not necessarily going to be lost, although you could turn your back on Christ and lose your soul. That's right. But you're still going to have an unproductive life. You're going to live like a fugitive and a vagabond. Yeah, that's right. And God's face is going to be hid from you. But if you go the right way and you see David over there twirling yeah. and dancing around oh, and bringing in the heart and basking in the presence, praise the Lord. Because this is the hour where God's going to bring this church yes, sir. to its next level. I know that. That was my There we go. David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, and, and, and I like that. I like that. Notice the term there. Michelle, Saul's daughter. Why didn't they say David's wife? That's right. That's right. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. This Saul, who God never wanted to be king in the first place. And there's some things you've set up in your life as a Christian that God's letting you get by with. But He never wanted it there in the first place. This is a message that will bring that up. I think this is why people are scared. Because this message will let you know who is the pastor? Who is the prophet? Right. Who is the apostle and the evangelist and the teacher? Who are, and who are the hirelings? That's right. Who are the guys with the purpose-driven schemes? Who are the guys with the pyramids telling you, give a thousand dollars and your houses will be paid off in 90 days? Oh, and Christians like little babies in kindergarten run and flop to those things. And they get a few goosebumps and they think they've been to church. And they don't realize it's Saul's daughter. It's Saul's daughter. It's not David's wife. And we are the bride of Christ. I'm not married to this world. I'm not married to this world. Some people don't like it when I preach on that night. I haven't really this this meeting at all. But you know, I heard a preacher on television the other day. He said, "Send me a thousand dollars, and you're going to get the greatest blessing you've ever had in your life. And in just a few short days, it's going to come trickling in." I wrote him a letter. I said, "Pastor Len Paxton, I'm from Traverse City, Michigan. I'm trying to get expositor study Bibles to my community. How about you send me a thousand, and you get the greatest blessing you've ever had in your life." I'm still waiting for my cool father. I think we're going to wait forever. And, and, and you know, my, my mother tells me, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that kind of stuff. But you know what? It's time somebody says something. It's time somebody, you know, a, a green prosperity handkerchief. <laughs> Oh, you're kidding me. Uh, uh, drink this bottle of water. Oh, yes. I wonder if they put cod liver oil in it. Yeah. Just to make it look like something happened. Yeah. 
See, we've seen it all, and we've become desensitized to this yeah. kind of stuff. So somebody comes along with a message that we haven't really heard a lot, like the message of the cross. And, we, and if we're not careful, we're going to catch ourselves thinking, well, that's a gimmick, too. And then we don't recognize truth when it's presented to us because we're so inundated with the lie. Yeah, that's right. And then it takes a tragic situation, oftentimes, to bring people to their senses. I mentioned it a couple of nights ago. All of a sudden, in, in one week in our country, a prophet dies, broke my heart. Broke my heart. David Lewis. Not only does a prophet die, but there's wars raging, and our sons are on the battlefield in three different nations of the world. Three different fronts fighting a war against terror. A war that we can never hope to win. But we have to fight it at the same time, or else our safety is in jeopardy. Gas prices in Traverse City, Michigan, first time ever, hit $4.29 a gallon. To get a loaf of bread now is $3 and $4 in some cases. Eggs is $3 a dozen in some places. And I just began to weep and look around me and say, God, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he spoke to me, and he said, let the sons now become fathers. Remember, I started out telling you I'm recapping camping. And I'm almost done. But it's time for sons to rise up out of the ashes yeah. of broken dreams, yeah. right. prison cells, yeah. That's right. gang affiliation, yeah. right. liquor joints and dope dives. It's time for some sons to rise up and step up to the plate yeah. and be fathers. Amen. And to help the young men and the little children that John talks about in chapter 2 of 1 John. To see their course. There's ministries being birthed in here. Some of you don't even know you have a ministry. Some of you are not even aware that the story of your life is going to change somebody else's right. Some of you don't understand that God's going to lay His hand on you in just a very short time. You might be standing where I am right now. Some of you don't realize that you're going to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Some of you don't realize what God can do with your life if you don't quit, if you don't give up, if you keep your faith anchored in Christ to Him crucified. Just look at that saying on the wall and don't let it just be a saying. Get it down deep into your heart, deep into your spirit and get your faith anchored there. And, and when I come back the next time, I might not even know some of you. When I come back next time, I might be carrying your bags to the auditorium. That's the kind of attitude we have to adopt. That's what we have to see in the eye of our heart yeah. if we're going to even survive the times that we're in. Because it isn't over. The whole world, Obama bin Laden's dead. I mean, Osama bin Laden's dead. <laughs> and they think the war's over. We are just getting started. And I'm not a prophet, neither the son of a prophet. But I do see 
in my heart what God wants to do in the lives of people. Amen. And I know this much. He loves you. Yes. He loves you enough to set you in a family like this. Yes. With a father like this. Amen. Who will care for yourself. And, who, and I, I guarantee you, if he doesn't have an answer for you, he'll try to get one. Yes. And he'll always point you to the one who has all the answers. Hallelujah. Amen. So what I want to challenge you to do, and I'm, I'm not going to preach very long. We kind of already have, don't we? Holy Spirit makes your job easy sometimes. Yes, he does. That's right, brother. But what I want to challenge you to do is to find your place. Find out where God wants you. Yes, sir. And to live in that reality. Yes, right. And to understand that the church as a whole, your church, this is your church. Yes, know, right. For Amen. those of you that it is. Yes, sir. Is about to take a step up. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you've got to understand, hey, I need to be going with Yes, don't don't be don't be like I was on the Gettysburg battlefield when Angie said it's time to go to meeting now. Oh, just one more look. Just kidding. We couldn't wait to get here, and I'll tell you, I've never fell in love with two pastors more in my life. And I'm, I'm I don't want to start talking because I'll start talking. I'm crying. And I'm going to miss this place. And I hate to say goodbye. But I look forward to seeing my brother again. I look forward to seeing John Starnes, brother, brother Dan, in Traverse City, Michigan, and perhaps even down here again. I'm, I'm, I'm believing, I'm believing we'll be back through again. But do not ever be guilty of holding back what the Lord wants to do. And realize that where the presence of God is, is where you need to be. And when you take that step, that last step, just everybody do me a do me a favor, my last night. Will you please? Will you stand up just for a moment? Would you do me a big favor and just everybody just turn all the way around? Take a good look. Take a good look, stopping 180 degrees. Take a good look. Turn back around to the front. That's the last time you ever look back. and Facebook. Yes. Facebook has brought so many people together. And, and there are times I threaten to just shut mine down. I'm tired of the drama. I don't like all the nonsense and all the silliness and all that stuff that goes on there. And I don't want your applications. I don't want a farm. <laughs>
powerful amount of knowledge. But see, that knowledge came by experience. That experience comes by trust. By having our faith rooted and grounded in the Word of God. That's right. How many of you want him back again? Hallelujah. I don't want to see you go either. I wondered if maybe you could maybe find a house around here. You know what? If one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. Just think what we can do. That's right. I'll tell you what. I got a house in for Come on now. But uh, when I say one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand, it doesn't have to be like Paxton. That's right. It can be you. That's right. It can be you. Yeah, and we need you to join with us yeah. in right. this fight. He said a lot of things. He said, the, the battle in the Middle East is never going to be over right. until the Lord comes back and settles right. the final. Yeah. And, the middle of the, and, and the battle in the Middle East has nothing, it, it has everything to do with God. Did you know that? Yeah. Because Abraham got ahead of God Yes, and in the flesh decided that he was going to help God out. Yeah. And what he did is he produced an Ishmael. Yeah. And Ishmael was the progenitor, the father, the, the, the generation of the Arabs that have been in enmity with God's people all since Abraham yeah. and Hagar did their thing. Amen? God wasn't in that. And then we're not going to stop him. And old Ben Lot, or what did you call him? Old Ben, Obama, Ben Lyon? I mean, President Barack Hussein Obama is not going to stop that war. That's right. George Bush wasn't going to stop that war. That's right. Because the first thing is they don't understand the Middle East. That's right. If they want to get somebody in the Middle East that understands the Middle East, they need to get a born again, spirit filled, right. tongue talking preacher to go to the Middle East. And then get the president on his knees seeking God. Because the word of God says, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal their land. Our land's in jeopardy. Our land's in jeopardy. I promise I wouldn't have seen anything, but I'm done. Lord, it's been good to be in your house tonight. What a joy, what a privilege, what a treat to be able to reach over there to Michigan. Hallelujah. And God, we're not only going to reach over to Michigan, we're going to reach down into Arkansas. Down over into California. Up into the state of Washington. All the way over to the state of Maine and down to Florida. All over this great land that you've made free. And join together in this band of brothers. That we can win this world for Christ. We can at least do what we can in winning as many souls as we can. So they don't perish. We just pray your blessing right now over us as we go to our respective homes. Take us there safely, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And bring one another.